all status, I'ma beat y'all back. Pull up on the block, in a beat Corvette. Yeah. Riding around the city with a split Conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Temelkoff, and I'm your host. And this morning, I'm also joined by my amazing co-host, Courtney Turner. Good morning, Courtney. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing all right. Yeah. How about you? Awesome. I'm I'm doing good. It's you know, it's it's Monday and it's a weird Monday, but then again, I feel like almost every Monday is a weird Monday. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm just trying to roll with it basically, sort of sort of speak. Uh so yeah, you know, it's been it's been an interesting week, as we know. Sure. Um, and this is precisely why when we're talking about, you know, what we're gonna talk about on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And you know, I realized there's there's something right now that I think a lot of people are puzzled on, and that is reality, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So as we know it, there's three different realities, right? So there's my reality, your reality, and the reality, right? right. And so uh, I think a lot of people confuse that, though. I think I think a lot of people confuse the fact that okay, well, my reality it really should be the reality of things, but no, wait. No, that's the reality is not my reality. Oh, and by the way, I think that's where we talked about this in the previous episode, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, was a very hot topic, was the difference of opinion also <laughs> and how that comes about. Right. So what what's your thoughts on that? You know, in terms of reality, how, how do you perceive that? And, and what do you have to share about that? <laughs> So, and that's a really good topic right now. I think people are feeling uh, like they're kind of living in some sort of alternate reality. Um, right. <laughs> it's a very strange time. So we, there's, like you said, there's a, it's kind of like a Plato's allegory of the cave, right? You know, there is the ultimate truth, you know, that we don't have access to. We only can see through our own eyes. There's no way that we can know what real truth is. We're just not right. capable of that. Um, and so we have our perception. Our perception is clouded by, you know, our experiences in life, our personal, psychological, physiological, um, sociological, and cultural makeup. Um, and all of these things, you know, cloud the way that we see the world and the way that we see reality. Um, and then, you know, other people have all of their perspectives and I think that what happens is we live in our own box. I use the analogy of like a box, right? You know, if you're inside the box, you can't, or like Plato's allegory of the cave, you're inside mm-hmm. the cave, you don't realize you're seeing shadows. You think that that's the reality of life and that's that's what the world is. Um, right. And, you know, even, there's no way we could function otherwise. We can't function thinking that we don't know what's real. We have to act as though what we perceive right. is reality. Um, but I think that's what gets tricky is that as human beings, because we that we have that necessity in order mm-hmm. to survive and to function, navigate through the world, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to step back and say, okay, you know, that is how I perceive things, but that doesn't mean that that's 100% accurate all of the time. And in fact, most of the time, it probably won't yeah. be. So, yeah. And no. I think that's also where people get into a lot of classes <clears throat> too, because we're also different. We all perceive things very differently. Um, and so, you know, what I see and what I am exposed to and my way of processing things may be very different from yours. And yeah. therefore, you know, the people start to argue like, wait, is my version of it real or is it your version of it real? So Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's that's where friction comes about. And actually, you know what is um comparing realities between one's reality someone else's reality and the reality as in the world like what's really happening in the world that's like the state of reality because when you think about it is is, uh, those are technically three different worlds that you live in and as human beings like like you mentioned you know one of the most challenging things is and this just happened actually recently i had someone who were actually live on one of the episodes and um I got a message on messenger and it was a hate message, you know, and someone just, uh, someone just went off and they ended up unfriending me. I think I I told you about this. And, um, 
Uh, I think it might have been the episode that we did about where America is headed. And so that was a prime example of like how someone basically took their own reality and basically said, you know, F you, Ivan, you know, like my reality is the reality and it's the only thing I'm going to believe in. And look, I mean, I don't I, I think it's important for people to have their own reality because they draw their own conclusions and perspective on how they see things, because it's your interests, it's your beliefs, it's your morals also. Well, but and, at the same the, time, oh, go ahead. I, I just want to add that, you know, it's not not only all of those things which are accurate, but it, we actually need it to survive. I mean, we can't go through the world mm -hmm. just not having any framework for what we think is certainty. You know, we have to at least make a this is why you know, human beings are judging characters. You know, right. I, I hear a lot, you know, like, don't be so judgmental. Um, but the reality is we need to do that in order to function. You know, if you are looking at something and you can't quite tell if there's a glass wall or if it's, you know, open, uh, you're not going to just walk through it, right? Like you need to make a judgment. I mean, you need to make a call. Otherwise, you're just going to walk through the glass door. Right. That's destructive, right? Like that could be dangerous. Um, the same thing with like, a, you know, anything. If there's a, a stream and you need to figure out if it's too rough or, you know, dangerous to go in it, you know, uh, like any, we need to make judgment calls all the time. And, right. you know, we need to do it with with people. We need to do it with things. We need to do it with circumstances, um, and it's really it's uh, essential to our survival. So, yeah, right. I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I mean, prime example is you know last week was uh, the election. You know, and I think there is just so much friction right now. You know, with people on like, you know, what do I believe? Right, like what's exactly. what's real and. Actually, you know, I was having some conversations on Instagram with some folks that, you know, were talking about fact checking and they were talking about like what's real and, you know, yeah. what's not real. And like here I'm thinking exactly what we're talking about right now is the different realities. It's like, OK, what is really happening? And right. then like what's my purview on things and what's someone else purview on things? And, you know, I, I think this is another episode that we did where we talked about agreeing to disagree. Yeah. and. It was really interesting that I actually had some very interesting convos with people that were sharing information about kind of the state of the election and where things are and not doing it really in a degrading way. Because let's face it, when when someone else's reality clashes with yours, what happens? You have a debacle, right? You, you've got a debate. You've got an argument that usually arises. And so it's really I think it, I think it's really, really seldom to find people in social media specifically where you can discuss the different realities. And I know most people will say, no, there is no different realities, right? A lot of people say, no, well, there's just one reality. So of course there's a different realities right now, especially. So let's get, let's take mm -hmm. the example of the current election, right? A lot of people are very dependent on their uh, information sources. So in particular, the media, um, mm -hmm. And the media, you know, feeds things and a lot of people are not very informed. You know, one of the things that I found really fascinating about this current election, mm -hmm. is how few people e even know how our constitutional process works. And I, <laughs> and there are a lot of things I actually didn't know, you know, like that right. I in school and like, this is a great education. I kind of wish I got it a different way, but, um, you know, so a lot of people are so unaware and, you know, they're very dependent on what they're being fed. Um, you know, they're being fed by the mainstream media or uh, social media. And so people, different people are looking at different things. And when you're looking at different things, that's going to very much impact uh, what your perception is, because some people are seeing one thing and then other people are seeing other things. You know, I go back to Plato's allegory of the cave. Like if you're right. stuck inside the cave and you don't know there's a world out there, you have no idea that you're looking in shadows. And if you're only looking at one uh, media source or you're only in one kind of, a, you know, echo chamber, then, and you don't have a framework outside of that, then you're going to think that that's real and that's legit. And then there are other people who are looking at something completely different and they're, they're thinking, right. how is that possible that that's what you think? So, Right. No, that is, 
That is absolutely correct. And actually, when you were talking about the media, I actually wanted to share a tidbit of a conversation that I had with someone um, on Instagram. And it had to do exactly with the mainstream media. Hold on. And... I can't hear you. We're having a technical. Oops. Can you hear me I, now? I need to pause. I'm having a technical issue. Go ahead. I can't hear you at all. Go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Can you hear me now? All right, let me. Sorry, guys. All right, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty, and I'm going to actually uh, wait for Courtney to 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 jump back on so we can continue the topic. But um, you know, the thing that that we are talking about today. And by the way, if you're just joining us for a first time. Uh, this is the Ross Project, episode 94. We're talking about the three different realities uh, with my co-host, Courtney Turner, who's going to be popping back on here. She's having some technical difficulties. We are live all over on Facebook, on Twitch, on uh, YouTube, on Periscope, on LinkedIn Live um, right now. And um, I think she's having some uh, uh, technical difficulties um, here to see if she can uh, jump uh, back on. But, you know, this is... This is a this is a very very sensitive topic because you know a lot of people uh, you know uh, form their own conclusion on on things and you know it can be very frustrating because um, you know when you're when you're trying to look at the world right when you're trying to look at the world let's see if uh, I can get it back on here are you there I'm here yeah I can hear you now. Okay, you can hear me now. Okay, great. Well, you know, it's technology, so we kind of run with it here. Um, awesome. All right. So, got you back on. Yes. Looks like I see your hand there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get rid of the, the chat so I can see the screen so I can see you, but... Awesome. All right. Well, there you go. That should work. So, great. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, so, we're, you know, on the thought of um you know talking about the mainstream media and um you know what i was wanting to share is just that i actually had a conversation with someone on instagram that you know they were talking about you know like the mainstream media and what the media is reporting right now on president-elect and whether or not you know that's president-elect and so on and so forth and um you know i started to question the validity of the sources because let's face it i mean if you look at most mainstream media you know they're you know, the accuracy of the information, you know, is slim to none. Uh, yeah. There's like literally a small portion. And so she actually made a very valid point. She said, Ivan, you know, if you look at, you know, anything from like, you know, CNN or Reuters or the Associated Press or USA Today, the Washington Post, the New York Times, you know, they're just some of the most popular, you know, news sources out there is just that, you know, the validity of information, you know, is very, very small. And we started talking about this. I'm like, okay, so, and I knew this going into this, that, you know, a lot of these news sources, you know, they spend the information for views. Uh, they spin it to where, you know, it's based on what they say. It's different perspective also. And she made a really good point. She said, you know, it's, especially with social media, with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, is that yeah. it's extremely difficult to come about um, news that is accurate. It's very difficult to find information on the internet because over 25% of the content on the internet is repurposed and it's really perspective and opinions for the most part. Absolutely. It's it's no different than, you know, if you were to go on YouTube and you're trying to, you know, find a video on how to change the battery on your car, right? You're going to find a video that someone's going to show you how they did it, but that's not going to guarantee the same result for you. Right. And that's what people don't understand. And I think people are too gullible in that, especially with the election, is just that, you know, sure, there's probably some truth to the information, but how truthful it is, it's hard to tell because if you're looking like sources like CNN, a lot of people will say, well, CNN is crap. You know, right. they just literally spin the content in the best way that they see fit to boost ratings and drive audience. And a lot of people are kind of ignorant to that because let's face it, what do most Americans do? You know, they turn on the news, you know, whether it's Fox or it's NBC or ABC or CBS or wh whatever station that they watch, right. they watch it and they consume. Yep. 
and they consume. Yeah, that's absolutely. They're very ignorant to not being able to, for one, draw their own conclusion, and two, being able to verify the sources of information. Yes. Yeah, so I, I want to address something you were saying uh, right in the beginning of that. You were talking about how it's really hard to know what is true and what is not true. Um, and that is very accurate, especially right now. Um, we So one thing is the media is deaf like playing, you know, this game where they're trying to uh, tell us what is supposed to be real. But the the problem is that the media, you know, especially with news, is supposed to be reporting facts. And like you said, right now we're getting a lot of opinions. And, you know, the, the best example I can uh, point to right now is the media telling us that we that we have a president elect. That's not accurate. You know, uh, they the the um, they meet December 16th. They, last time I checked, it's not December 16th. So we don't actually know uh, who the president is currently. You know, there's lots of questions about uh, the accuracy of the the tallies as well. You know, there there's a lot of investigation going on. So for the media to declare that we currently have a president wouldn't be accurate anyway. You know, they could say predicted or projected, um, but for them to give us, you know, some sort of, last time I checked, uh, Congress declares the president, <laughs> you know, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I know that the media is not the ones who declare who our president is. Uh, so, you know, that's a really great example right now. They're telling us our opin their opinions um, instead of, and for a lot of people, that's just a difficult uh, they don't know, you know, they don't. Right. They're, and they're also, uh, unfortunately, they're expecting the media to be truthful. They're expecting this to be fact. But as you just said, you know, it's really a lot of opinions. The thing about opinions is everyone has one. That doesn't make everyone one's very valid, you know? So, sure. No, yeah, I mean, that's exactly correct. What, what you just said is this that, you know, opinions are not facts. And I think, you know, I, I, with speaking of the election is this time, you know, uh, what was it, Thursday or Friday, when everything was just kind of riling up in social media and electoral votes were coming in. And yeah. you could tell the tension was really building up in social media, like heavily. And sure. what was really interesting is this that, you know, the types of context that you were seeing on social media, you know, and what people were speaking out on. I mean, yeah. on one side, people were like, Oh, the Associated Press is called the winner. It's like, wait, hold on a second. That's the Associated Press. You know, it's like, yes, they're getting content from, you know, sources, but we can't fact check those sources, you know? And then a lot of people are like, well, it's like you said, December 16th, Electoral College. I mean, we're not there yet. And so that's that's proof right there of how people jump into conclusions and draw their own opinions about yeah. things. And I will tell you this. I've also seen a lot of hypocrisy, especially on Facebook. Like people say the people that used to say certain things like a month ago now have changed their tune like completely. In, like, in what respect? Give, give me some examples. So so obviously, you know, I've, I've got a diverse audience of friends on Facebook specifically. You know, there's a lot of Democrats and there's a lot of Republicans. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of Democrats that would that were saying certain things a month ago. You know, they're like, oh, you know, Biden this and Biden that and blah, blah, blah. And now they're kind of changing their opinion. Republicans are kind of doing that as well. And they're saying, you know, like, well, I never really wished ill will, you know, on Biden. And it's like. But but now that he maybe he's president elect, we don't know, you know, like they're changing their tune. And I'm like, like you could totally tell on both sides. And this is why I've kind of remained in the neutral, because I even put out a story that I said, you know, most people are choosing left. Other people are choosing right. I just want to keep going straight because, you know, I'm thinking like what's best for our country. Right. So like that's where I'm remaining so channeled on like I just want to find out the truth. You know, like I want to find out what's what's true. You know, that's that's why I'm like seeing stuff coming through my feeds from both sides and like, OK, great. That's your opinion. You know, and you're getting frustrated. You know, you aggravated because you don't know the truth and you're expressing it in the form of your own perspective. But let's not forget that it's an opinion that you're stating. Right. It's not a fact, because a fact is just that if a credible source like, like, you know, with the election, the electoral college, and you were talking about how most people don't even know the Constitution. 
I'll tell you this. I know a lot, but there's a lot of people that don't know, you know, about like the Constitution. And I'll admit it because I'm not one that's intertwining to politics heavily every every day. And that's why I'll first to, to say I'm not going to argue politics because there's a lot I don't know. So if sure. I was to put out something, you know, I would have to say, well, that's my opinion. You know, right. that's my perspective. Now, unless I can find like actual proof that says that what I stated is indeed true. Right. You know, and that's where like kind of back in school when they told you is like, you know, cite your sources, you know, yeah. when you're writing stuff, cite well, your sources. Yes. And I mean, cite your sources does get a little bit tricky uh, currently mm -hmm. because uh, most people are citing opinion sources. Um, that's just the right. kind of reality of the milieu that we are immersed in currently um there's and it's really unfortunate because there has been a loss of integrity in the field of journalism you know the the purpose as this is what i was going, saying before the purpose of reporting is supposed to be to give us the facts but most right. most of what we're seeing is people giving us their opinion on the facts um so it's really hard for people to adjudicate what is real what the facts actually are um and then you complicate that with people who don't know a whole lot about the circumstance currently. Right. They don't know a whole lot about politics. They don't know much about civics. They don't know the Constitution. They don't really know what is supposed to happen. Um, so they're being fed things that are not true and they're more susceptible to influence because of that. Um, and we do have, you know, a state of, you know, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that I have you know, the crystal ball, and I know exactly what's going on. But I can tell you that we do have a lot of uh, circumstantial and consequential evidence to allude that, you know, we're not getting the full story. You know, I, I think just the fact that the media is telling us we have a president is, you know, really uh, indicative of the reality right. that they're not being fed the truth. That's right. not true. We don't have a president currently. And I don't know what will happen. You know, there is a lot. Something doesn't look quite right. There's lots of evidence that there, you know, if if at the most optimistic, there are definitely errors. If at the, you know, more uh, cynical view would be that there is lots of fraud. Um, and we do have lots of evidence of it. So that needs to be investigated, you know. And it, in the end, there's a, a possibility, you know, we don't know which one will win, uh, but that really needs to be investigated. So I think that the American people deserve to have transparency uh, in their media, in the election process. Um, that is really the bedrock, is the transparency of the process. And that's how you protect the integrity of the election process. So yeah. moving forward, that that's something that is is really going to come to a head. I'm really hoping that uh, the American people will demand some transparency and honesty in the media. I mean, certainly in the election process, because without that, we don't have a constitutional republic. So, you know, that's really essential that the you know, our democracy is protected and our constitutional republic is protected. Um, but I think the media really needs a major overhaul as well, um, because people do need to be able to be given facts. They need to have somewhere where they're looking at facts and then people are going to make opinions because they're going to make judgments. Some of them are going to be right. Some of them are going to be wrong because there is alternate realities. Like we all have our own perspective, um, you know, on what is real, what is truthful, um, and how we see things and that that's going to happen regardless, but yeah, you know, like game of telephone. We, if, we, if we're starting off with something that is so far removed from the truth, then it's much harder. It's only going to get worse. You know, the more people talk, the more people interpret, you know, it's going to degrade further and further from reality. So, you know, my hope right. is that moving forward there does become some sort of uh transparency and honesty uh in what yeah we're yeah you know the one thing and, and this is not just politics and you know i just want to go back to the topic that we're talking yeah. about realities here is just that but this most definitely you know folds into that is just that let's face it as human beings you know we like to believe what we want to believe we choose what we want to believe because it's a part of our morals and beliefs and what we what we see as things that have merit to us. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to discuss this 
you know, and talking about the three different realities, my reality, your reality, and the reality of things is that, you know, what I've realized, and maybe because over the last, I don't know, probably last month, I would say there's been a lot of learning experiences for me that, mm-hmm. and, and that have really reminded me more of that I need to embrace the fact that I'm a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really need to truly understand what that means. And yeah not be egocentric towards things or, you know, be uh, uh, naive to certain things, whether it's in my own life, whether it's with the world, whether it's with my business. And here's what I covered, Courtney, and that's really interesting, is this that when I have maintained a higher sense of optimism and positivity and openness, there's I, I, I tend to absorb more and experience more. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, uh, I've been able to not only with, you know, the election, but uh, have been able to somehow manage difficult situations better, challenging situations better. And because, I mean, here's the prime example. So two weeks ago, uh, I started this uh, new nutrition that um, I have to eat, you know, six meals per day and I eat uh, every three hours. And, you know, actually, this is my third week that I'm going into it. Well, the first week was a hodgepodge because I just couldn't fall into the rhythm, you know, of like of like actually following that time pattern. And then I realized to say, okay, Ivan, like, do you want to do this or not? You know, if you're going to do this, you have to make the commitment and stop with the excuses and just do it, you know, just. And what I found out is just that every time I'd be like, oh, my God, so like, I got a meal prep twice per week and that's challenging. And I got to go to a grocery store and doing something like that is insanely expensive. I mean, I just dropped $300 on just food for me, you know, but then I realized, okay, well, that's actually significantly cheaper than going out to eat when you think about it. So I actually did myself a service, but going back to the reality of things is that, you know, my reality, one side of the reality is like, you know, I want to get into shape. I want to feel better about myself. I want to be a better human being. Right. And then look at the world and I'm like, okay, well, why are you comparing yourself with a different reality when you've got your own reality? And that's where I've struggled with like guilt tripping, you know, because I used to guilt trip myself and someone, uh, I think I interviewed some, uh, someone last week or I was on a podcast or something. I can't remember. And they said, you know, if you can't be your best, you can't, if you can't be at your best, you can't be at your best for others, you know? And like, you really got me thinking of like the importance of fitness and nutrition and how does that correlate to, well, being a better father, being a better husband, a better entrepreneur, like everything. And then how does that shape my reality to where my reality becomes better? It becomes right. everything that I've always aspired it. And then, okay, here's the world. Okay, we've got politics and, and wars and blah, 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 and all this hatred. And like, okay, Ivan, don't worry about that. And then there's other people's realities. It's like, don't really worry about other people's realities. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, I had to hire a new employee, you know, and I had to let go uh, an employee. And it was it was a really challenging situation. And you know, the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, this is just a hurdle. You know, it's like, okay. don't worry about what happened and happened. It is what it is. Remain proactive and keep doing it. But it really goes back to my reality. So I think that's reality. A, great, a great example. Like you're talking about that this is a hurdle. Mm-hmm. This was really challenging for you. Right. Um, and I think it's a, a really interesting. There have been a lot of studies done where you have a you know, there's this the age old debate between nature versus nurture. And uh you know, they've done studies with twins and you can have two people who have the exact same like upbringing, you know, essentially same mm-hmm. genetic up and they have a completely different reaction to the experiences they've had, you know, and that's, that's just really fascinating. That's going to shape the trajectory of their future. And that has nothing right. to do with, you know, this is like the exact same thing happened to two people who had you know, very uh, identical genetic makeup, and yet they had a different response to it. And that shapes the the future because our whole life is predicated on the choices that we make. And while we don't necessarily have a whole lot of power over 
you know, the things that happen to us and the circumstances in our life, what we do have a lot of power over is how we react to them. So for example, you're talking about, you know, you know, this new employee and how that was a real transition and struggle for you. Mm -hmm. Um, It could also be a new opportunity for you, right? It could be, you can look at it different ways. And that's where, you know, the, the different realities comes into play. You know, one person might look at that as like, this is really exciting. This is a, a a new leaf. This is new opportunity. This could be growth. Somebody else could look at it as, Oh my goodness, now I have to train this new person. I have to develop a whole new dynamic right. relationship. There's, you know, all these, this is all this transition time and things are not running smoothly. Um, you know, and the, the truth is like, you know, we, we've heard the uh, old adage that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Uh, when two people are arguing, that's really, that's usually the truth that it does lie somewhere in the middle. Um, but you, you're saying that a lot of times when you're optimistic and you're hopeful uh, and open, that you have a better, um, that that is more beneficial to you moving forward um, yeah. as an outlook on your quote unquote reality. And I think that's true. There is something called learned hopefulness, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I think a lot of people think that, uh, don't realize that it's actually a learned trait. Um, and yeah, it is. It's we, we can learn to be hopeful. And I think moving forward in life, it's really essential that we have hope. Um, and that we do, that we are people who are per, like a person on the personality profile who have higher right. um, openness. You know, that's one of the big, big five traits is uh, op- is openness. And I think people who are more open are going to be more receptive to learning and to, you know, they're, they bifurcate into openness to ideas and openness to experience. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, if you're open to ideas at your ability to recognize that your reality while you know it's definitely your reality it may not be the reality and i think that that is really helpful for people uh yeah yeah and that's a really good point that that you made that i wanted to allude upon because as i was going through the situation you know I, i i went back to thinking that control the things that you can don't worry about the things that you can't and just be more optimistic and positive, you know, like um, exiting a former employee. I was like, OK, uh, just get them paid, you know, uh, whatever frustration, aggravation that they have, you know, whatever. Just keep going, you know, move on. You know, you're, you're moving on to the next thing. And I historically used to dwell on stuff like mm-hmm. what and not just with business, really. Right. It would just be even in my personal life that it would be like a shortcoming or a mistake whether it was intentional or unintentional, and I would dwell on it. I couldn't let it go. I would realize that, you know, this this had to happen for a reason. Don't dwell on it. Learn from it and, and move yeah. on. And I think that really affects our reality and the way we see things because anytime there's something degrading specifically that happened, something negative, you yeah. know, it tends to affect our energy levels. You know, it tends to affect us also um, even probably from a spiritual standpoint, because we immediately start having negative thoughts about things. We start having negative thoughts about the world and negative thoughts about our reality specifically. Of well, like, It also really affects the choices that we make. I, wa- I really want mm-hmm. to drive that home because, yeah. you know, so much of our life is about our choices. And if we're in a very negative uh, mindset, then we're we're not seeing all of our options. We're thinking that our our reality of you know our perception of reality is much more limited. We're not able to see that there may be a glimmer of light outside that box, you know, and then maybe we could crawl outside it and crawl over it. Um, so right. I think that you know it is it's it's difficult. I you know I we talked about this in a previous episode about like I'm not a Pollyanna. I think it's really important to be realistic. Um, but when you, but I kind of think maybe you know realistic with an optimistic perspective you know sure. what is what are the circumstances that you're dealing with and what like you said what do you have control over and that actually breeds hope you know hope comes from this notion that there's something that we have power over our future right. and if we are optimistic then we have this uh 
sense that we have, it means that we have some sense of control and we have choices and that our choices, you know, are going to be empowering and propel us uh, forward to a better place right. than we are currently. Um, so I think that it's a challenging thing and I'm not one to say, you know, if you're uh, in a, you know, if, if you're feeling down or you're frustrated or, you know, things are making or giving you a more negative outlook, I, I'm not one to say to just ignore that. I, I think that we need to be honest with our emotions and acknowledge them. Uh, but I also think that we need to be really careful about getting stuck in that downward spiral. And right, right. that is to look at the things that we do have control over and what are the positives. And that can be realistic. It doesn't have to be, you know, this pie in the sky kind of, I think there's time and place for that as well. You know, obviously like dreams yeah. are important to have, but. Yeah, no, you make really good, good points. And actually downward spiral is a, a past episode that I did on the podcast. Oh, um, then, uh, you know, I talked about that because I think a lot of people can fall into that. And that's a really good point. Um, that you made is just because anytime we have negative experiences in our reality, we immediately we immediately start to develop these negative thoughts. And, um, you know, we immediately start to sort of degrade our potential. It affects our energy. We develop stress. We develop anxiety. And, and some people actually get stuck in that downward spiral, <clears throat> especially the people who struggle with like stress or depression or anxiety. It feels like you can never emerge from that. And then, yeah. you know, how does that affect another reality? Well, your reality immediately gets affected because of that negative energy. As a result, you start to have a different outlook on the people around you, which is one of the other three realities, and then the world also immediately. And that's when you start having a lot of assumptions that are really like, you know, coming out of your head because, yeah. because of the experience that you had. And, you know, you mentioned something that, you know, hope comes from, I think you said decisions. Um, that, that well, it, Hope comes from uh, feeling like you do have options, that there is some, mm -hmm. you have some power over your future. Um, that's right. really hope. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hope is really something that I think a lot of people kind of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for that kind of hang on to, you know, because we live by hope. And when you think yeah. about it, most, most people live by hope because, you know, they hope that, you know, uh, their life's going to change and, you know, they hope that, that, um, they can do better. They hope that yeah. the relationships are going to improve. You know, it hope is really, that that's probably an endless discussion in itself because yeah, I think a sure. lot of people, that, that's a, a topic I really love. Yeah. So we can tackle that one time. Yeah. 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 It's really, but you know, it's, it's, the way your reality gets shaped is really how you look at the world, you know, and your reality changes based on your experiences, based on your perspective of things. And, you know, the way that transforms is how it affects how you act towards others, yeah. you know, how you interact with people and then also how you view the rest of the world. Here's an example is if you wake up every day in a state of gratitude and say, today is going to be an amazing day. I'm going to conquer everything. And whatever comes my way, I'm not going to allow it to detract me from my focus. You're happy. You know, you have a sense of gratitude to know anything that comes your way. You're, you're just like pushing it aside, right? Saying this is negative. This is negative. This is negative, negative. So the way you look at other people, you think that everybody's positive, which that's not true. You look at the world and you say, oh, the world's positive. But that's not real. But right. that's your reality that you've created yeah. in your mind. And so that's where yeah. I think optimists and skeptics really arise and realists also, I should say, because as a realist, you know, not everybody's positive, not everybody's negative also. But yeah. to say that everybody's positive, that's being very naive towards and not being realistic. Yeah. Or and it can set yourself up, mm -hmm. you know, I set yourself up to be really disappointed yeah. um, when this is the don't go uh, super smoothly all the time. So I, I think that being a, a bit more realistic actually breeds more optimism for the future because you, you have a sense of that, you know, some things will work well and some things won't, some things will go your way, some things won't. Um, but that, you know, to have a, a general optimistic outlook and to, I, you know, when you, we were saying about like having take control over things you have control over, I am a huge believer in looking for things that you can be 
uh, grateful for show gratitude uh, because I think that does shape your reality. Yeah. You know, there's, it's the, you know, cliche of a glass half full, glass half empty. You're going to be a lot less thirsty if you still think you have half a glass of water left, you know, but if you look at that glass of water and you're like, oh my gosh, I only have half a glass left and it's half empty. How am I going to make that last for the rest of the day, the week? Right. What am I going to do? Go into the scarcity mindset and it, it breeds all this panic and anxiety and depression and really it goes back to feeling trapped. It, it's this feeling that you're powerless. You don't have any control, yeah. but you start to look at it like, oh my gosh, I have half a glass left. Right. I can make this last. I can parcel this out. I'm going to be okay. And then you start to realize you have power. And I think that that's really human beings need in order to frame their reality in a more optimistic and more empowering way. You know, when yeah. the, you know, like I said, we have no control over our circumstances. We have control over how we respond to it. And here is actually where I think that, you know, I said I, at the, you, you don't want to always be looking through rose colored glasses, but I do think that sometimes it's really important for, for our hope to have our fantasies. Um, I think that that right. really enables us sometimes if we are, if we cling to just that little bit of those dreams and the fantasies that propels us, then we're, we, we're more empowered to take steps that can actually get us closer. We may not yeah. get there, um, but I think that it is much more productive sometimes than it is to just go down, you know, that downward spiral of I can't do anything. I'm powerless and it's going to be doom and gloom. Because the reality right. is how you know there's always a like even if you're if you have two really terrible choices you still have a choice and one is always going to be better than the other you know and that's that's something yes admit because a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for their actions and so you know right. they'd rather just blame it on well i have no choice but the reality is you always have a choice it may not be the choices you want and that sucks but but if you keep making better yeah. choices that is only going to build a better path for you. So that's, you know, we mentioned a few things I wanted to touch upon is you said uh, how being realistic actually can, can invoke more optimism. And -hmm. it's because you, you, you know, and be more realistic as you get to absorb uh, someone else's reality and then the reality of the world. And you, you get to draw your own conclusion also. And as a result, by drawing your own conclusion is you get to make choices. Like you said, right. you make choices and let's face it, we all make bad choices. And I'll be the first to admit that I'll probably make a shitload of them today. But <laughs> the reality of things is, you know, that's what you have to embrace and understand that you're only a human being. You're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes and sure. it's OK. It's OK. But <clears throat> you shouldn't. Hopefully you, you can learn from them. Hopefully there's exactly. what's going to enable you to make better choices moving forward. Right. Right. And you know, I think that's the journey of life. You know, it's not that we're always going to make the ideal choice. We, we don't, we don't know how to do that. We're, we are limited. Yeah. We are limited by our perception of reality. And so we can only make right. best choices with what we have at the given time. Um, but hopefully as we do go through, we start to make better choices because we learn from the mistakes that we made. You know, the, the thing that I think a lot of people struggle with when it comes to, you know, realities also is this is that, uh, when they feel frustrated or, you know, a mistake happens or a failure is this that they think that there's no resort. And you said, you just said it that I wanted to allude to that is this that, you always have choices. You know, you always have, sometimes you have multiple choices, but it's a matter of, you know, making that right choice that's going to generate the result that you're looking for, you know, in your life or whatever the circumstances. And then you still have to factor in, is this a situation that I can control? Right. You know, is this, are all the different factors, all the different elements in the situation that you're in that, that you have control over. Right. And so I was speaking about, you know, a new employee and I realized, you know, I couldn't control the, uh, the mentality of that person. So 
you know, trying trying to to infuse more knowledge and education or even just basic communication, I realized that after a while it was just senseless. It was just completely rhetorical because no matter what I said, it was just like, well, this is just not going to boil over at all. You know, so why am I why am I trying to continue to uh, impact something and change the direction of something when I have no control over it? You know, right. and that's when I realized that, okay, well, I made a choice. Obviously, it wasn't the right choice. Uh, a mistake happened. Okay, let's learn from this mistake and let's just keep moving on. So that's when I paused and I said, well, I have no more control over this. Right. You know, I'm not going to try to just steer the situation in a certain direction because the more I try to do it and influence it, uh, the more it deviates and goes in a different direction. So, that's really like with anything, you know, in life and in business, too, is this is that, you know, the way you see your reality, the way you see someone else's reality and the way you see the reality is the way the world and the world that we live in is this because 99 percent of the things around us truly don't matter because we only control about one percent. And that is what we make choices on and the actions that we take based yeah. on the decisions that we make. And. I know 1% seems like such a small number, right? But when you think about it, is it's that we technically, I mean, we control a lot, but we also control very little. When right. you think about it, you control uh, your life, you know, you control your decisions, you control Correct. your actions, you know, you control your choices. So you do control a lot, but the impact those things have, have on someone else's reality and yeah. then the world also, you don't control but, that. Well, you don't, but you definitely have an impact, you know, mm -hmm. like a ripple effect, right? We have, right. so I, I really like this, actually, this is a really great, uh, uh, yeah, great, another great topic, just, to, you know, mm -hmm. how much impact do we have and how, how significant are we? Because we, yes, we are these tiny little blips on this grand universe. However, you know, to... Uh, one individual, you may be the whole world. Like to your right. kids, your wife, you are, you know, you are very significant and you have a yep. tremendous impact on their reality, on their future um, and in shaping just they, the way they perceive things. So, and that has a ripple effect out, right? Your kids then right. go and impact other people, your your wife, your friends, you know, the people you work with. So there is a ripple effect. So I think that it's really, when people say like, it doesn't matter what we do, doesn't matter. I, I think that that's kind of a cop-out and it's a way of, you know, absolving mm. responsibility, yeah. which again is a lot of people want to play victim and they just don't want to take responsibility. And right. so it, it does matter because because we do have ripple effect and so what we do the choices we make not only impact us but they do impact other people you know that's not to say that we are uh omnipotent and we're you know this uh magnanimous kind of characters that you know have such right. an impact on everybody's life but it's also i think very uh you know it's reckless and uh, it's irresponsible to say that we have no impact and to act as though we have no impact because then we're just, I think that's really selfish actually. So. Yeah. I mean, you made a really good point that, you know, before we wrap up the, the episode that I, I wanted to allude upon and you said influence mm -hmm. and, you know, it really got me thinking as a father, as a husband, you know, I do create influence not only on my children and my wife, but also create influence on the people around me. Yeah. And it's it's really anybody influence on you even, yeah, you know, sure. because it's it's what you say. It's your charisma. Also, it's the way you act, body language, verbal, nonverbal right. and perception. So you create right. a certain experience. And that's really, I think, at the epicenter of of everything. And you're right that, you know, that kind of influence that you create, yeah. you know, uh, creates a certain perception in the eyes of others. Also, now you don't control the perception they create based on no. what you do yeah. using yeah. verbal or nonverbal language, right. but you most definitely create an influence that really makes people think like, okay, really question things or draw their own conclusions 
because that, that's where all of this that we're talking about comes about is this your reality, someone else's reality, yeah, and the reality. The great way to look at it is this is just like two people arguing, right? About yeah. it. And, you know, uh, one person thinks they're totally right. The other person thinks they're totally right. And there is the perception. There is the reality. There, There is absolute yep. proof somewhere that neither party is privy to. However, that doesn't mean that one person can't persuade the other, right? Somebody can present right. really good arguments, present lots of evidence. Um, and the demeanor in which they conduct themselves may also have an impact, as you said, you know, so like somebody can, their charisma, their, uh, their delivery, and, and that's going to be different for different people. So one person may be very persuaded by the same argument and another person, it has no impact. So, you know, that is where our perception, it's also, where are we coming from? What yeah. is our, what is our perception of reality? Where is our bias? And that's going to influence whether or not we are persuaded by somebody else's uh, perspective. Yeah, so. no, that's that's an excellent point. Excellent point. And we could probably talk endlessly about persuasion, too, yeah. because I think the one thing I would like you know, to say for people, though, is that sure. as people, it, we, while we can't have an objective uh, perspective on truth, you know, ultimate truth, reality, you know, the ultimate reality, right. as it right. we we're just human. We, we don't have access to that. I think that it it is really incumbent upon our you know journey as human beings to be seeking truth, uh, to constantly be, uh, and the way to do that is to be constantly asking questions, yeah. be looking yeah. for answers. So yeah. And be open. Uh, uh, um, amazing discussion as, as always, Courtney, I mean, you totally, you know, bring, bring fire to everything. And I absolutely love the different perspective. You know, I think it, it brings a different reality because let's face it in anything that we, we talk about, there's my reality, there's your reality, and there's the reality of how things are in the world period, regardless of what we're discussing about life, business, relationships, uh, politics, right? Like it's, it's, really there's three different realities and uh i want to leave it on that um yeah. and before we wrap things up again i want to say thank you for jumping on another episode uh and for the listeners and viewers uh this was episode 94 of the Roz project airing every monday and friday at 11 a.m central standard time 12 p.m eastern standard time and 9 a.m pacific standard time uh, live and audio and video, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn Live, Periscope, and then you can also listen on your favorite podcasting platform of choice in audio. And that'll do it for us. Thank you, Courtney, uh, for joining me today. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye.